Christians will stand before God's judgment seat, but to what end? In Romans 2.16, Paul declares that all mankind will stand before him. Quote, on that day when according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. But in Romans 14.10, he says this, but you Christians, this is Roman Christians, Jew and Gentile alike, why do you judge your brother? Or you again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. I love it when Paul inserts himself into the story. There's two parties present, two servants, one master, and all of a sudden Paul says, oh, I'm a servant too. We will all stand before the judgment seat of God. He doesn't appeal to his apostleship and say, I got a different standard for me. No, he knows what he's called to. He knows that he will stand before God. But as we go there, as we begin to understand why this is the case, I want to show you an often overlooked aspect of the gospel. Paul says in Romans 2.16, if you're there, please underline this in your Bible. On the day when, according to my gospel, what follows is in accordance with the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? When on that day, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. Judgment is a part of the good news. Judgment is a part of the good news. Here's what that means, though. Here's what that means. If you have ever found yourself into a, in a place where you've been wronged in life, where you have been the, you have been the, I don't know, the receiving party of, you've been the receiving party of pain, of suffering, something like this. If a judge, judge judges in your favor, is that good news? If a judge judges in your favor because you were, the, you were the victim, is that good news? Yes, that's good news. The culture has said judgment across the board can't be good news. That's not true. Judgment is, is superb news for the person who needs justice. Justice is a beautiful thing. So why does the believer stand before God? One of the first reasons that the believer stands before God is to receive justice. We are God's people. And we face affliction in this life for trusting in him. And God will bring about perfect justice in that time. I think that's good news. I don't know about you, but that is a glorious truth. But there's another reason why we will stand before the judgment seat of God. And that is to be assessed based on what we have done in this life. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. The same Apostle Paul who writes to the Romans, the same Apostle Paul who wrote to the Philippians, writes this to the Corinthian church. He says, 2 Corinthians 5, 10, We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Who is he talking to, church? He is talking to the church in Corinth. He says, we must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed. Do you know what that word means? To be paid back. What? This doesn't sound like grace or mercy. We're not understanding where we're at in the storyline. So that each one may be recompensed, that is paid back for his deeds in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. You can write these down for your own study. Colossians 3, 24 and 25 and Ephesians 6, 8 communicate the same principles. 
As I said last week, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But the idea that we are justified by grace through faith and that we are rewarded in eternity for things that we do for obedience, the Apostle Paul views to be complementary, not contradictory. The way I've shared this in the past is that you and I were saved by grace through faith. But in view of mercy, what should we do? We should present our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice before God. We should, we should honor God with our, uh, with our existence. This being Father's Day, I was thinking about this. Um, I was thinking about this a lot this week, actually. And that is, um, so you can understand a right relationship here, so you can understand this in right perspective. Um, when I first understood that my mom and my dad both uh, when I first understood that they loved me, do you know what was stirred in my heart? A desire to please them. I wanted to please them with everything that I had. There, it was a reason why I, I strove to, to, create, to get good grades in school. It's the reason why I honestly didn't get in as much trouble maybe as other people. It didn't make me any less a sinner, but I didn't get in, in, in as much trouble because I thought about the, the joy of my parents. I thought about bringing a smile to their face and not shame to them. There, this was heavy on me. Since I was eight years old, it was a big deal to me. And so I, I used to think about those kinds of things. Now, now put this in right perspective. When I discovered that my parents loved me, I decided that I wanted or something in me wanted to please them. Them. Now, in doing good, was I looking to make sure that they stayed loving me? No. I did not try to make them love me. I wanted to please them. I wanted to bring joy to their heart. And here's what's really amazing. The same is true in your relationship with God. God bought you at a price. God paid a very high price for humanity. To want to honor him is to want to praise him. To want to honor him is to want to bring a smile to his face. To want to honor him has nothing to do with earning your salvation. It has to do with you saying, he's my father. And he's deserving of everything that I do. And likewise in that relationship, my father, my mother both, but my father would reward me. Probably more than, more than mom right? Mom, mom was like, you need to stay next to the cart in the grocery store. Dad was like, let's go to the toy aisle. And that was pre pretty much just because dad wanted to go to the toy aisle. You see what I'm saying? But the idea is that I, I remember doing things just to bring dad a smile and he would reward us for that. I didn't think for one second I was earning his favor. And so we need to keep this in mind when we're talking about our relationship with our Father. God's Word clearly tells us we're saved by grace through faith. God's Word also clearly tells us that we will stand before the judgment seat of God and we will be repaid for the things we've done in this life, that which is good and that which is bad. Why not do anything and everything the Father says to see him uh, with joy, to see him smile, and then to see him reward those he loves. There is a reason why the scripture talks about those who are greatest in the kingdom of God and those who are the least in the kingdom of God. Make no mistake, there's three categories. There are greatest, least, and not in the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible says. 
There are greatest, there are least, and there are not in the kingdom of God. We have a huge responsibility before us Christians. This is not we're saved by grace, sit on your couch until Jesus returns. This is we're saved by grace, and to whom much is given, much is expected. God has called you to something absolutely beautiful, and guess what you get to do with it? You get to worship Jesus with it. You get to honor your father with it. You get to bring a smile to his face because he first loved you.